Welcome to Between Two Furnaces. I am your host, Luke Wyden, with my esteemed colleague, Matt Big Cat Barbosa. Almost got lost on the way to this place. It's been a while since I've been here. That's right. Just forgot how to get here. This quarantine has got you working remotely in people's homes, right? That's that's exactly what it's been like. We don't want you coming here, but you can go into people's homes, that's for sure. And we're, I'm essential, baby. That's right. Welcome to episode 18. This is part three of the follow-up to our new rookie, Wildcat, Brandon Clement. We've got in the house today. How you doing, Brandon? Doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me back. So we talked back in February, March-ish, right, Big Cat? Yeah, March. March? Yeah, when you were just kicking off, that was your first full month. Half. Half, half month. Half month of sales. Yep. Um, don't t- don't tear that sheet. I'm gonna spit out my gum. I'm not being professional. Tearing sheets of paper and spitting out gum in the middle of the podcast. Hey, I'm the one that edits it. <laughs> Anyways, you've come a long way, right? Well, actually, March 17th, COVID like was official. Everybody was shut down. I think you probably had like a week or two in at that point, right? I think my first real solo week uh, it was like yeah, that March 15th was when I went. Went by myself. Right into COVID. Right in, straight yep. into it. Just just right into it. So we've come a long way. We had a, a pretty slow March, little, pretty slow April. We had some challenges, just like everybody else. We had trouble getting into people's houses. The weather wasn't cooperating. We were struggling to get sales calls, struggling to get service calls, all of the above, you name it. We went through it. We survived, though. Um, what big cat, what do you, would you say? When did it really bust loose about mid, mid to late April? Yeah. I was going to say May felt like a normal May up here. Yeah. May, we had a good May. We had a great June. We had an awesome July. Here we are. So it kind of was just all that pent up demand, uh, didn't go away people. It just came, uh, came rocking when the weather hit. So, um, now that you've had, Call it a whole summer, Brandon. Let, let me tell you this guy's stats. Th- this guy couldn't even walk through the door. His head was so big. In July, this guy ran 57 leads, 5-7, right? Yep. Closed 31 of them for 54% closing, Big Cat. I trade places with him this month. Yeah, that's right. Um, now here's a real kicker: three hundred eighty-seven thousand seven hundred sixty-eight dollars in sales. Straight to the bank. Now that is a rock star caliber type month, Brandon. Let me uh, carry on here with average ticket of twelve thousand five hundred nine dollars. Crazy, and a revenue per lead. This is my favorite category: revenue per lead. Sixty-eight oh three, big cat. What's our revenue per lead target? Well, if you do less than thirty-five hundred, you're going to get fired. So pretty much, let's so say four thousand is where you want to be. Roughly four thousand forty-two hundred. We're creeping up of being our our target mark. So that uh, metric really encompasses everything. It's, you have to re- really be rocking with revenue, average ticket, all that stuff, and that's kind of all encompassing. All encompassing, my friend. Travis at Classic Air Care, he says, oh, don't, you can't look at it in a vacuum. Well, 
Depends. You know, it just depends. But that's really my metric I like to focus on. So 6,800 rock star status. Uh, Big Cat, yeah, you were at about 3,800. Not bad. Not bad. But we're looking about that 4,000 mark as a target. So, Brandon, congratulations on an awesome July. I'm talking four, what, four months into this thing? Yeah, roughly right about there. Yeah. So what, tell us what happened. Well, how'd you get there? What'd you do that uh, helped you get to that equation? Yeah, of course. So, uh, you know, as as you mentioned, June was a pretty good month for us overall as a company. Um, I don't know how much I'm allowed to share here, but I know we, we hit, you know, a new company record for sales sold in a, in a month for yeah, our, our yeah. sales team. Um, and I had a pretty good month in June, but it wasn't as good as I thought I could get to. Yeah. Um, so, Luke, I know you and I sat down and talked, and something we talked about was my concern that I felt like I did not have enough time in my current workday to run the amount of leads I was running and give proper attention and follow-up to uh, the customers that didn't say yes before I walked right. out their door. Right. And so we, we talked about it, and basically what we came up with is, well, I need to get my butt in the office earlier then, Pretty and much. before I'm running calls, I need to get my proposals out that weren't at-home proposals right. and follow up. Um, so this last month in July, I took that to heart, and I was coming in the office between 5.30 and 6 a.m., uh, not every day, but quite a few days a week, yeah. and there was quite a few days uh, during that month that I stayed at the office after my calls till between 9 and 10 o'clock at night, and I wasn't even putting up proposals on those. That was just me going through the last month of people that hadn't said yes. Right. And just sending emails, just blasting emails to them. So out of these 31 sales you made, how many of them were after the fact, after the first stop or our first call? Yeah, so I know for sure four of them, four, possibly five, for sure four of them were not even from calls I ran in July. Right. So okay. four or five of them were from June or May. Uh, calls that I had ran that I finally got these people to respond to me and say yes. Um, and then there was probably, I'd say, 50% of them at least were not yes at the door. Right. And they were within 24 hours to two or three weeks earlier, I got them to come back and say yes. Big cat. I mean, I feel like this is full circle. I've been banging my head against this wall for years about this scenario, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, look, at what, what do they say? Uh, what's uh, on uh, Ricky Bobby's friend say difference between ordinary and extraordinary? I don't remember that one. No, it wasn't Ricky, but who was it? I'm, I'm not following you guys. You know, you know, no, no, you know what it is? It's uh, the restaurant movie. Damn it, big Where, cat! Where's my crickets? Guy. You're uh, the movie guy. The restaurant movie. Waiting. Waiting. Yes, yes. <laughs> waiting. Just a little bit extra. Anyways, my point being is that this world of of one stop closings is 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 not going to get you to this to high level of performance. If you walk out that door and you disregard that customer, you are missing the boat, my friends. And I think his numbers speak to that. I mean. 
the people that are doing the one-stop closing, like, yeah, we, we do it sometimes, but a lot of times you're just moving boxes. You're an order taker. You're dropping your price there on the spot, and it's a race to the bottom type of thing. Exactly, and, and the reality is that most uh, consumers nowadays are, are, I'd say, highly intelligent consumers, research-driven, so they're, they're not going to make a, a – dis- here, Brandon's average ticket of 12500 How many people out there are just going to, on the spot, spend $12,500? Very few. I'm not going to do that. Are you? No, no way. And I, th- and I tell people that. Like, when people start to say, oh, I'm not going to make that purchase today, my first response is, I completely understand. Yeah. I wouldn't either. But let's stay in touch, and and let's, let's get you the, the best possible quality install we can get you so you know you're going to have 20 years of not having problems ahead of you. Exactly. You know, so um, really, and I've been dr- trying to drive this home with my team for years and years, is, is you got to follow up. Your follow-up system has to be so precise and, and uh, systematic that you're not, you're not just following up to ask for the business. You are occasionally, but throughout that follow-up process, you've got to add value to, that, to the whole process. So we talk a lot about following up with people and say in some fashion of, hey, Mrs. Jones, it was great to meet you yesterday. Here's a little more information on X, Y, Z. Here's a video link that we attach to this email. Check it out. Let me know if you have any questions. Because people, if they're doing their research, you might as well do it for them, right? So Big Cat, a scale of 1 to 10, what's your follow-up process from 10 being just – Completely systematic to zero being sucks. A, a, a seven and a half. Yeah. There's a lot of room to improve on that. There is, you know, and I'm sure Brandon's got room to improve, but oh, yeah. just making the effort, making it part of your 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 goal for the month or the year, you know, Brandon you, and Big Cat, you, we all have to do this is just get systematic and make sure that we're constantly being on top of these follow-up calls because, you know, even, even at – 54% closing, you still have 20-some leads that didn't say no. Well, I'm sure some of them said no, but there's probably still a couple hanging out there, you know. So it's the difference between being ordinary and extraordinary is a little bit extra. That's what I meant to say earlier, and it's waiting. I can't think of the guy's name, though. It'll come to me. Where's my research people at? Are they, are they looking it up right now? Stat Boy's working on it. Stat Boy's on it? Okay. Yeah. No, he's out there moving commences. I can see him. So anyways, so... That's your big aha is getting in early, making sure you're staying on top of people. And back to the conversation I believe me and you had, and I said, you know, it's, it was like I think where salespeople go wrong is they think that this is a nine-to-five job, and it's not. And if you're spending two hours a night watching Netflix or if you're spending two hours a day doing whatever, pick something, you know, whatever it is, can you – can you do that for an hour and spend another hour following up with people? I mean, literally, you can, with technology, Big K, you can follow up from the seat of your couch, right? That's how I do it all the time. That's right. And honestly, Luke, this is something that came from you, but something that I liked about, I don't necessarily like being in the office till 10 o'clock at night, but the nice thing about blasting off those emails at 9.30 or 10 o'clock at night is more than likely they're not going to see it till the morning. Um, and so either... They're laying in bed when they get the email, so they have nothing else going on, and they can respond to that email, or they're going to get it in the morning. They're not going to get it at 1 in the afternoon when they're just as busy as we are and have no time to respond, and then they forget about it. 
Exactly, exactly. So Stab Boy tells me that David Kochner, Koch- is that how you say that? Yeah, sure. This guy right here, he was in he was in Talladega Nights, semi-pro. Yep, you yep, know? yep. The difference between ordinary and extraordinary is that little bit extra. Thanks, Stab Boy. Yeah, that's, that's uh, that, you'll recognize him as a Todd Packer from The Office as well. Yes, that's who I was referring to earlier. So, but one thing I like to do, if I'm sending up follow-up, emails, whatever, or text. I'm a big follow-up text guy now. It's just, and we were talking about this the other day. I'll Two, two points here. Um, if you add memes, is it a meme? Is that memes, gifts. Gifts, memes. Same, all the to, same. To your text follow-up, your response level goes through the roof. And it doesn't have to be anything weird or goofy. I mean, it could be goofy, but it doesn't have to be like, like out of this world meme. It's just something like, Big Cat, what, what are a couple that you use? So I, I like the show Arrested Development, and there's this character played by Michael Sarah named George Michael, and he always walks with his head down like when something sad happens. Yeah. So like sometimes when the customer says like no or they don't want to add an accessory, I'll do that and just like say okay, and it gets a chuckle out of them. You know, it's just one small little example. Exactly. I like the one uh, uh, East Ventura, Pet Detective, when – Jim Carrey is in the pool and he's looking in the lens like this. You remember that one? So that one I like to, I like to use if people aren't responding and it says, "Are you there?" and it's like Jim Carrey looking in in into their phone. Pretty funny. Anyways, memes will increase that response rate like exponentially because people get memes all the time. They're funny, right? Oh yeah. One other thing that I'm surprised you haven't said it yet, Luke. And to your point about sending those emails late at night, so they're in their inbox. Um, that that's awesome. Another thing you can do is your uh, delayed send. Oh yeah, delayed emails are where it's at. Then they think you're up at 4:40 in the morning at the crack of dawn, and yeah. they were the, f- the first thing you thought about in the morning. Exactly. You s- you put you, your emails the night before. Put a delayed response on them for four in the morning, 4:30. I like to pick random times, like 4.38, you know, so that your emails are first thing they see. Because sometimes you'll get some of those Nigerian prince emails in between those late-night emails. Right, and exactly. You know, and uh, most, I shouldn't say most, a lot, I think there's different types of business professionals out there. There's people like myself that are tied to my email. I check my email all day long. I've got friends that specifically will only check their email, emails from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. That's it. And then you got some people that will check it like two, three times a day. There's all different kinds of people out there. I think the, the people that, you know, that are very systematic about their emails and check it from, say, 7 to 9, or, and then they close it, that, that's your window, you know. But here's the thing. Everybody's checking their text messages all the time, right? Yep. Big Cat, how many times you check your text messages? About seven times a minute. I'm going to say on which phone. The, guy, the guy's got like 17 phones. Yeah, he's got bad phones. I've got phone. two. He's got ones with pocket socks or whatever. <laughs> what do you call those things? It's pop socket. Pop I got socket. my phone for crazy people and my phone that makes me money. There you go. So moral of the story here, Brandon, you're telling me that follow-up is key. Is that what I'm hearing? Um, I, I mean, I've only been doing it for one month, so it could have been a coincidence, but I'd have to definitely say that, uh, it, yeah, I mean, it, it, it works. It was uh, looks like it was a big difference, right? Right. I mean, that's the, the four or five that you're referring to is a difference between going from 46% to 
to 54% closing. So um, really, it, and it's not that much extra effort, right? Like you were in here a couple days a week, a little early, getting going. That's when we were when we were really busy. You were running, you guys were running four calls a day, which five calls a day sometimes, which I don't care for, but yeah, when it happens, it happens. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a, it was a busier time. So I'm sure that as we get into months that we're not running four or five calls every single day, right. um, I won't necessarily need to be coming in super early. I'll have a little bit more extra time right. throughout the normal day. And if you leverage technology, like Big Cat's big on technology, so he can do anything from anywhere at any time of the day, that's really key too. So you don't have to be in front of your computer per se in the office. We got another uh, little cat. He doesn't even have a computer here. I never know what he's doing anyways, but who knows what that guy's <laughs> doing. <laughs> um, so awesome month. Actually, awesome couple months, Brandon. So congratulations on your success. And it's going con- to continue, man. It's this is We're just scratching the surface over here. Big cat. Now, I'll direct some questions towards you. Um, you were telling me we were walking up here, up to the studio, B, and uh, you were telling me about a big sale you had this morning. Tell me a little bit about it. Uh, it happened to be a self-generated lead sale, too. Those, so Those exist? Yeah, that's what I was really excited about. Um, a guy that I first saw in October of 2019, um, he was a runner, I'm a runner, he First thing he asked me when I got there for the follow-up appointment this this summer, we were talking about running and everything. So it just goes to show that part of the process about spending that time, building rapport. That's another reason why we're not always banging out proposals right on the spot and answering their questions right on the spot is because so it's relationship building too, you know? Right. Anyway, long story short, we did a system for this gentleman. He was very impressed, told his neighbor about us, and um, his neighbor had... A, signed a proposal for me this morning. We're, we're doing a system for him. and How much is that? Uh, almost 16000 Wow. And it costs the company $0 to get that guy in the door. And I'm telling you, that is that is the next uh, evolution of a salesman is if you can get four or five of those a month, you are rocking and rolling before you even start, you know. And it's really that's, that's really the lost art of the sales practice in our industry is asking for referrals you talk about people that um claim they do it but it's look at this look at this guy. talking speaking of lost arts i did send him a thank you card too you ever see these brandon these are called stamps you're a little bit younger than us older folks here but what are those for um you, you put them on these things that you write with oh and this is a pen so you <laughs> write on these cards uh-huh. and you send them to people and then, so Big Cat just whipped out his box of thank you cards, and I know this is one of Big Cat's uh, goals is to send how many of these? Uh, one a day. One a day. He one a business day. Handwriting a thank you card to a, a potential customer or a customer, and asking for referrals, and obviously it's working, right? It's pretty simple, little silly little thing you can do, but it's I guess you shouldn't say it's silly. It works. Um, in, so. You, Tell me the context in which you're sending these, Big Cat. Um, typically, is you know a couple days after I see them, so I'm fresh on their mind. So you and go run a sales call. Yeah, they go run a sales call. They, um, they don't say yes, but they're interested. Yeah, and it's typically, hey, it was great visiting you and seeing your beautiful home. I enjoyed speaking to you about X, Y, Z, 
uh, I'm here for you if you need anything, basically. Just a nice little touch. That's great. That's awesome. So that's one way to get self-generated referrals, you know. Um, obviously, at $16,000 job is, well, if you sent one of these every day and only got one of those a year, it would still be worth it, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so. It's like Brandon putting in that time early and at the office. I mean, I don't miss the time that I spent writing a thank you card and walking to the post office. I'm sure Brandon doesn't regret regret waking up early and putting in the, that hour. I mean, it's, it's, it's rewarding. Yeah, it is. So, um, anyways, um, I think our time is is met here. You guys have to get out running, hitting the streets here. But um, signing off. Um, Check us out at uh, between two furnaces at gmail.com. You can send us any email requests, or you can check us out on Instagram, Facebook, uh, between two TWO furnaces.com. It's TWO, right, Big Cat? TWO, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's TWO. us. TWO. Check us out on Instagram, people, ABC. 